everybody back to the lab. My name is Ryan Rivers. I got Kate Holiday here with me. Uh, we are returning after a two, three week hiatus. Is two that correct? Two weeks. About two weeks? Yeah, two weeks. Yeah, so if uh, Kate sounds like she's uh, deathly ill, it's because she is. Mm, she's mm -hmm. fighting off, uh, I don't even know what it is, monkey pox, either. smallpox, COVID pox, something. Yeah, we, um, we're not really sure at this point. She's finally got her voice back. She's been ill for the last couple of weeks, so we're going to try to push through. Yeah, it might crack. might sound like I'm going through puberty. And yeah, it's I time might, to change. Yeah, and it might just go away periodically, but we'll we'll work through it. No complaints there at all. <clears throat> I mean, it's pretty miserable, but I'll try. Yeah, so she's mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. she's loaded up with meds right now. I'm poking her to keep her awake. She's been dozing off periodically throughout yeah. the day. Um, driving home with her was... Um, I mean, she was driving, so I was. it was very interesting to yeah. try to keep her awake. Poking me in the ribs, like, hey, yeah. you up? <laughs> nah, you? <laughs> um, anyway, nobody solved the um, Dyatlov Pass incident. Still unsolved to yeah. this day. I was for sure that if we missed out on two weeks of recording that somebody would come up with a, you know, a, a solution to this case that's been closed since the 1950s. I mean, we've, but heard, we've heard some theories. Nobody took uh, any info that we had and was able to crack the case, so nope. therefore... Um, it goes back to the cold files. Yep. Literally, get it? Because it was in Siberia. Ah, I do get it. Um, anyway, on. we're going to shift gears this week, uh, continuing on with the um, unsolved mysteries or whatever you want to call it. Kind of. It's like an unexplained. Unexplained, whatever. Which, by the way, you're listening to the lab. Um, the weekly lab at gmail.com is how to get a hold of us. Uh, if you're listening on shortwave radio, Send us an email, theweeklylab at gmail.com. We'll get you a QSL card in the mail. Um, not sure if I said that yet or not. I don't think so. All right, very we're good. We're off our game. We'll get back to it. Right. Um, but this week, like I said, we're shifting gears. We're staying kind of in the same genre, if you will, with uh, unexplained or mysterious matters. Right. And we're going to talk about um, at least one significant case. It's called the, the Pollock Twins. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. So um, long story short, which, when somebody says that, it's never short, but I'm going to try to give you the short version. Um, it's about reincarnation. So apparently there was these twin girls that died, and a couple years later their parents had another set of twins, and they mimicked literally everything that their s dead siblings did. Yeah. It was, not, it was a year like later. A year later. Yeah. All the way down to being born with the same birthmarks, the same scars developed. Yeah. They were able to name toys that they had never played with before. They recognized the school of the old uh, deceased sisters. Yeah. And they were afraid of the same means that eventually caused their siblings' death. Yeah. Very strange. And it was weird because the dad involved in that case, the dad of both sets of twins, said, we're going to have another set of twins. And they're going to be the exact same. Like Weird. He, he predicted it. And the wife was like, yeah, okay. And yeah. then even like during her pregnancy, she knew she was pregnant with twins. And she was like, there's Did no she? way. Because I thought the doctor said, anyway, we'll get into all that here in a little bit. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to, yeah. I don't want to jump the gun too much. But right. before we get into that, we're going to talk a little bit, up, a little bit about reincarnation. Okay. Um, we're going to get to the basics of what that is. Um, what is reincarnation to you? Let's start with that. I mean... Let's start with the basics. I mean, there's a definition for everything, obviously. Obviously. But reincarnation is the idea that someone could be reborn in somebody else's body. Now, I don't think... To me, it doesn't really only apply to people as humans. Oh. I think, like, pets can do it. You believe in reincarnation, then? I mean, not... I don't, I don't fully believe that someone will ever truly come all the way back to life. 
I think there's a possibility that somebody could embody the attributes or whatever you want to call them. Like, they're somebody's mannerisms. Okay. Mm, but I don't think that if I were to pass away today, I would come back in a different person's body and it would be exactly me. Just I would look different. Interesting. You know what I mean? Could you be reincarnated as a tree according to your beliefs? I don't think so. An animal. I personally don't think so. Anything. No, because last week when we wanted to record and I got sick and I had no voice whatsoever, I posted on my Facebook page. If you guys don't follow me, you can follow me at Kay Holiday on Facebook. Somebody commented because I said, we wanted to talk about reincarnation this week. We're going to do it next week. What do you guys think? Is it a possibility? And one of our friends wrote on there, she said, I know for a fact that if I could be reincarnated, I would want to come back as Gertie, who is her dog. Because mm. dogs, like, if they're with the right family, they live the life. I mean, look at Ray right now. Our dog is sleeping peacefully with a plush toy next to him. So cozy. Not a care in the world. That we know of. Well, yeah. Maybe, he's, could gr- be maybe he's having a nightmare about running out of milk bones. Could be. But I don't think a person can come back as a tree, a bush, a bird, a whatever. Sure. <laughs> Personally. I think maybe there's a possibility, but that's only because we've kind of experienced it in our own house, which we'll get into as well. But, yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I don't buy it. At all? No. Okay. I don't. I think um, people have uh, certain impacts that they portray, whether they realize it or not, which shapes the other party into um, what they were used to before. Yeah. Which we've talked about before. Right. Um, That's my beliefs. Anyway, a brief history. Let's take a little road tour now. We're going to go back in time. Ooh, how far? Um, Roughly 3,000 years ago. Oh, just a little hop, skip, jump? Yeah. Okay. uh, I'll try to make it quick here. I'm just going to run down the brief history here of what reincarnation uh, stems from. The uh, technical uh, background of it here. Okay. So the first cases or beliefs or mentions, whatever you want to call it, in any type of academic scholarship for reincarnation is um, dated roughly about 3,000 years ago to present-day Pakistan. Hmm. And it is with the uh, religious group of uh, the Hinduism, the Hinduism religious. Okay. uh, Sorry, religion. That makes sense. I guess the religious followers would be the Hindus. Sure. Um, But there's no written records as to when it actually started. It's just the oldest ones that they could find is roughly 3,000 years ago. Hmm. Um, so if you know anything about Hinduism, do you know anything about Hinduism? Not much, but I feel like Hinduism is one of those religions that's way more like, I, I guess you could say involved in their spirituality. Mm. I don't know. They're very passionate about it. All right. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, sh- yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> however, reincarnation is only a very small portion of the Hinduism uh, belief system, orthodoxy, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it overall, okay? A very okay. small portion of their time and effort is focused on the whole sect of reincarnation. Okay. Um, and they call that uh, samsara. I, I don't speak fluent Hindi. I'm, I think I'm, yeah, pretty, shui shui. I'm pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been taking Hindi lessons here for a couple years now, and I was conversational in Hindi when I was overseas. Right. Back in 2000, uh, what was that, 2011, 2012? No, before that. No, 2009. 2009 to 2010. <laughs> um, You're goofy. I don't know my years very well. Yeah. Yeah, because we got married in 2012. No, we did not. No. But go on. Okay. Yep. Um, nice try. So, samsara is what the Hindus uh, believe is the cycle of birth, death, and rebirth. 
Okay. The next life that they're going to live depends on their karma. Karma. Or, or doing well. Okay. And that is governed by dharma. Okay. Okay. What's D- dharma? Dharma is the ritual and everyday behavior that they think they need to be doing. Okay. Following the Hindu uh, belief system. All right. I'm following. I'm following him. You, yeah. All right. You. Yeah. Uh, there's a new guy at work here. I talked to him the other day, and I said something like, uh, "You getting me?" or something like that. And he mm. said, "I'm I'm dancing to your music." Oh, that's a new one. So is that is that what you're doing here? You're dancing, dancing to my music. Yeah. All right. You're With dancing. As much enthusiasm as I can. All right. Yeah, so uh, you're smelling when I'm stepping in. You're right. dancing to my music. Picking up what you're putting down. All right. Yep. Uh, to break the cycle, which is the goal of most Hindus. Okay. You have to achieve moksha or moksha. Moksha. All right. Okay. And that is the freedom of body, anger, death, and karma. See, they're so deep with it. Okay. So deep. So deep. I'm a firm believer in karma, so I like this. Okay. okay. So uh, moksha or moksha, mm-hmm. if I'm saying it wrong, if there's any Hindus listening, theweeklylab at gmail.com, send me an email. Correct him. Completely school me on this. Um, it requires Hindus to realize their atman. Okay, these are a lot of terms. Atman, what's this? Atman. Okay. Depending on how you pronounce it. And that is literally just their inner soul. They have to realize what their inner soul is, what it's all about. They need to meditate on it, and they need to merge with it. Okay. And they accomplish that through meditation and yoga with a guru. With a guru. A guru. Or a llama. Is that an animal? It is, yeah. But like the Dalai Lama. Oh. Yeah, that kind of person. So that's a Buddhist. That's not a Hindu. Oh, well, but you yeah. bring up a good point. Okay. Let me flip my pages here. Sound effect. You tell me uh, <laughs> flip into my next pages. So um, name a couple religious groups that you know of that believe in reincarnation. Oh, gosh. I know, right? Buddhist. I literally gave you two. Yep. Uh, Hinduism. Okay, good. Uh, how many are there? Uh, what I could find, there's four. Ooh, um, so two more. Probably religions that you have never heard of before, if I have to oh, guess. Oh, okay. I was gonna say something, but I oh no, go ahead then. I was gonna say Muslim, but nope. um, at least not on this list. Shoot, and I made the list, so we know it's legit. Okay, obviously, well, tell me, tell uh, me more. Sikhism, never heard of it. And I feel like that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jainism. Jainism, where does that come from? Uh, it is a sect or a. I don't want to use the term denomination. It's a branch off of Hinduism. Okay. If you were to do like a reverse engineering of these different. Um, for lack of better word, sex of... Like a belief system? Sure. It Kay. all goes back to present-day Pakistan 3,000 years ago. Okay. They just kind of branched off. Like, Jainism is huge on nonviolence. They won't even kill an ant. Oh. Like, I've seen... Um, even before I started reading about this, I've studied Jainism and Sikhism, Buddhism and Hinduism, actually. Oh, several religions. I've studied those in depth, and I knew hmm. about Jainism. They actually, some of them refuse to even take steps when they walk. Instead, they slide their feet. Why? Because they don't want to crush anything? In fear of stepping on an insect. But what if you smear it? <laughs> I guess you watch where you go. Oh, dang. Some of them wear masks so that they don't inhale, like, a bug? anything. But I've had a bug get stuck in my eye before. How do you prevent that? I've had a bug. I snorted a mosquito one time. Uh, yeah, I've had a bug go up my nose. Was it a mosquito? I think it was like a gnat. Yeah, so I'm on the side of Highway 60 holding C-spine on a patient. We just had a rollover, <laughs> and I'm holding C-spine, and I can't let go. And um, This bug just flies in your Yeah, nose. this mosquito is like buzzing around me, and the next thing I know, I, I snorted it. Like I inhaled <laughs> it. I was like, oh, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't think he ever came out. Um, Jainism would have, somebody who believed right. that would have been like. <gasps> so there you go. And you went out of a heart attack patient. Um, 
And then, outside of these religious uh, groups, some of the Greek philosophers even mentioned it Mm -hmm. in their writings. Okay, I believe that too. So that's a little bit of a brief background. So you got your technical terms here. You know, you got karma, you got dharma, you got moksa or mm-hmm. moksa, atman. 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 I don't know where the emphasis is supposed to go, what type of vowel it carries. Sure. But literally, it's just seemed, um, samsara. Sorry, I forgot that samsara. one. Samsara. most important Oh, yeah, one. that's their, yep, okay. Um, it's about doing well in this life mm-hmm. so that whenever you are reincarnated, you come back as something better Good. than the life that you're in now. Okay. Do they specify if you're going to come back as a person or So an here's animal? the thing. So I feel like some religions do believe sure. you come back as animals. Yeah. So that's the thing. The uh, My Hindi instructor, the girl that I Skype or FaceTime with every mm-hmm. once in a while, and she was actually giving me Hindi lessons as recently as, what, two months ago? Yeah. I was doing it. It's fairly recent. We... Um, we spend very little time, actually, on Hindi. That's probably why I'm not very <laughs> fluent. Instead, we talk about other stuff. But we were talking about uh, Hinduism. Mm-hmm. And she was saying that how her family believes that her uncle um, didn't live a very good life, and he actually was reincarnated as, like, a bug or something. Oh. You know? Yeah, so, so it, it it plays into, like, how well you're going to come back. Yeah. He's probably, like, a dung beetle or something. <laughs> I t- I don't know. I don't want to insult her family, but if no, I'm just maybe, making jokes. Maybe not. Yeah. But then again, like I know they hold cows very, uh, very high on their. Yeah, they don't eat cow. Food, food chain. Yeah. So if they the, think they're holy, if you're reincarnated as a cow, that means you're like the top of the does that tier. Mean that you make it. I think so. I would assume so. But the goal is this um, breaking, breaking the chain. In order to do that, you got to get in touch with your inner self. So you have to like find yourself. You gotta find yourself through meditation, through yoga. Yoga. You gotta have a guru. A guru. So that's why a lot of them will sit like on the river Versailles or whatever. Um, Varanasi. That's the city, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they'll um, the river Ganges, not Versailles. Where was Versailles come from? Maybe I'm confusing combat stuff that I've studied. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, that's why they like watch the sunrise and they're like, hmm. And yeah, because they reflect on themselves. Apparently that noise that they make is actually them starting to pronounce the autumn or Atman or whatever it is that they say in Hindi. It's just oh. that noise. That That's yeah. interesting. If you guys aren't fluent in Hindi or know anything about India, you guys are going to be experts by the time this episode's Pretty done. much. Just take whatever Ryan's saying and run with it. Yeah. But that's interesting because I do know that like just watching documentaries or even movies, they all make that noise when they're like doing their meditation and they're praying and yep. things like that. So that's I never knew that. Yeah, so that's them trying to break the cycle of reincarnation. So you think out of all these religions and all these people that believe in that stuff, you don't buy any of it? No. Hmm. I don't. Why is that? Because all of their religion, and this is just me talking, this isn't uh, like a... This isn't factual. N- no, I mean, well, um, I believe it's fact, but right. this isn't me uh, endorsing one thing or another or anything like that. Not that we have sponsors. I don't know why I'm even worried about that. I mean, you don't want to offend anybody by saying right. they're... No, no offensive. That, that's what I'm trying to get at. I'm not trying to be offensive at all. But no, yeah. I don't believe in any of it because um, all of these religions here are just kind of a branch off of them all trying to do something for themselves. Hmm. And it's... There's no basis. There's no eyewitness accounts. There's no text or documentation. I mean, they got the um, Bhagavad Gita or whatever they call their religious text that they often cite. Barking up the wrong tree. 
but there's no um there's there's nothing that they're latching onto. It's all they have to do something, they have to do something, and they don't have any hope, I guess, in something greater, something bigger. Yeah. I mean it's mono um or not uh it's they believe in many gods, but for some reason they say that even though they believe in hundreds or even thousands of gods, they all represent one god. But they mm. don't really have a name for it. Like these types of things. You know what I mean? So it's Yeah. I mean, I can get behind the whole idea of finding yourself and, like, living a good life. Sure. I mean, there is some things that you should take from other religions and apply it because they do have good things. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I think just latching onto the fact of, um, oh, I don't want to live a bad life and then end up in a tree and then I get cut down. Like, to me, that's <laughs> just kind of like you're wasting your time. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they don't see it like that, obviously. No, but... obviously not. And I've talked to... So what do you think about my take on it where someone fully isn't reincarnated, but like, I know you were talking about the whole, the people around that person who maybe symbolizes or looks and acts like somebody from a former life, like is shaped by those people around them. Mm -hmm. But what about somebody taking in certain things of somebody who has passed on? Well, I mean, we even see that just in every day. It was just the other day you told me that you saw somebody and they reminded you of someone else. Almost to the T. Yeah. So, like, is that miraculous in your mind? Is that reincarnation? No. No, because the other person's still alive. If the other person was dead, would you think that person was reincarnated? No, probably not. Right. No, but I feel like, I don't know. I mean, for example, like the whole Pollock sister thing. um, Yeah. How do you explain, like, the physical markings being exactly the same? Because that one had, like, one of the sisters had a scar or, like, a white mark across her forehead, right. which... and we'll get into that in detail soon. Oh, okay. But how I would... Like, the first thing that sticks out at me is, is this verified by anybody but the parents, and it was not. Okay. So that's, like... That was my first go-to. Was, yeah. Okay, they're saying this. Who is saying it? These two right here. What do they have to gain from it? A lot. Who yeah. else witnessed any of this stuff? Nobody. Yeah. What do the two new children say themselves? They have no memorization of it at all. Yeah. Because they were interviewed later in their lives. True. I don't want to spoil the story or give away a spoiler alert there, but whenever you get into the nitty and gritty of the story, it is very, um, I don't want to use the word freaky. It's, it's very interesting. If, yeah. Big if it's true. Right. It's definitely something to ponder on because... Sure. I mean, I just did a little bit of research and you can come across tons of, not tons, but stories of similar accounts, Mm -hmm. maybe not to this extent of similarity, um, but it does make you wonder how it usually involves children. Yeah. Like most of the things and they, like kids are saying crazy things that Mm -hmm. pertain to somebody else who had passed on before, like not even people they knew or should have known in their life. I've seen, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... Knowing us and how we are. Now, do I believe in a supernatural world? Sure. Mm-hmm. Is there possible influence from that? Absolutely. In my opinion. Yeah. I think there's certain stuff that science just can't explain. And the only explanation is there's some outside force working on it. Yeah. And that's more along the lines of like what I'm saying I believe in. Like there is a chance for somebody to act like somebody you knew. Yeah. Like a lot. Maybe not identical. Um, I mean, for our own experience, it sure. involves our dogs. Yeah. So we lost Dax in, what, well, I can't even remember now. 2019. And 
the way he was was so not like any other dog I'd ever met. Right. Like his little mannerisms and everything. And lo and behold, like two weeks later, we adopt Ray. Mm-hmm. And we've had him for just over two years now. And even to this day, I think he takes on more and more attributes of what Dax used to act like. Yeah, like to the T. Yeah, all the time. But he, like, but there's certain things, like he doesn't like to swim so far. And Dax was always in the water. So they definitely have their differences, mm-hmm. but just certain everyday things, he does it. And you and I have looked at each other so many times and we're like, who do you know that used to do mm-hmm. that all the time? Right. So, I mean, we've kind of experienced it in our house and, but we've said that we're like, okay, is it possible that like Dax is influencing him somehow or some outside force or is it us? Yeah. Like me and Ryan always joke about like, do we make our pets weird? <laughs> Because I feel like they are weird. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So is it us influencing them? Or is it something else influencing them to act like? Could be a combination of the two. Yeah. I mean, is it because, like, every time he walks by his white cabinet, I always give him treats. And then he now lingers around his white cabinet like Dax used to because I used to give him treats. Stares at it from afar and cries. Could be. Yeah. Um, is it something else that we have no control over that's giving us comfort because we did lose Dax, so they're giving us a little bit of, you know, here's your old dog. Yeah. Could be. Could be. Now, I mean, the day that I I accidentally call him Dax and his ears perk up and he comes running towards me, then that would be different. Right. But. That's what I'm saying. Like, I do not believe that, like, Dax's soul is inside of Ray. No. You know what I mean? No. But I... It is very, very odd and hard to deny the certain things that he has done. Correct. That just has embodied what Dax was. But I would also venture to say, and I'm very fortunate that I haven't lost a significant amount of dogs or animals in general, but I bet there's plenty of people in the world that have lost dogs and they have the exact same story that we do. Yeah. Where they say, oh, does that dog not remind you? Does this one not remind you of whatever the other ones was? Yeah. You know? That's true. Oh, they're doing that just like so-and-so did. That's very true. So, I mean, that's just my take on it there. Yeah, that's a good point. And I feel like each person, in that instance, talking about dogs and pets specifically, has such a unique bond with your pet that you're going to feel like they acted a certain way around you. Right. So, only you are going to see those mannerisms. Yep. So, I mean, that's an interesting concept to think about. But, I mean, I I think like you were saying too, though, that... You kind of, in, because, I mean, again, talking about the Pollock sisters, like, the dad was so heartbroken over losing his daughters that he was convinced he was going to have another set. Well, that's the other thing. So, it's like he willed it to be that way. Exactly. Like, the placebo effect or whatever you want to call it. I'm not a psychiatrist. Um, Psychology really doesn't do much for me. I feel like that's kind of a quack thing. No offense to any psychologist out there, but... Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like psychiatry is where it is, where you've actually gone to medical school and you've studied the brain and that type of stuff. Um, however, with that being said, I, um, what was it you just said? I just lost track going off on psychiatry. <laughs> uh, like that he willed <laughs> right. okay, there the, you go. the so daughters into How being... much of that was the placebo effect of him, like no matter what the new daughters did, he tied it in somehow to what his right. old daughters did. It could have been so far-fetched, but it was like... 20 steps to get to where it related to something they used to do. Yeah. That would be like me throwing the Frisbee across the yard. Ray runs in the other direction and still gets it. And I'm like, Dax did that one time. Oh, come here, buddy. Like, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And I think, I think that rings true, especially in something as tragic because those girls died in a car accident. Yeah. So it wasn't like they died of natural causes. The parents didn't know it was coming. Like it was very abrupt and tragic. Mm -hmm. So when stuff like that happens, of course you're going to seek comfort. Yeah. 
and you're going to will something into the power of giving you that comfort if you're still in distress, which, I mean, it was only a year after his daughters passed away, his wife gave birth to the new set of twin sisters. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not really a long time when you lose two kids in a tragic way like that. Sure. You know? And that could be said for us, too. Like, we got ready two weeks after Dax passed. Yeah. So, I mean, we obviously hadn't healed. Our hearts hadn't healed. Coop hadn't healed. But it was just something that we felt we needed in our family. Yeah. So, he just started doing weird things like Dax used to do. And we are like, dude. Or what we perceived as being... Like what, what we, he used what to we do. Were used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. And I think I, it was too like being like a two family dog. Like, oh, Coop's still on the couch like he always used to be. And look at Dax was always running around and here Ray is as a puppy running yeah. around with all of his energy. What puppy wouldn't? You know, and we're like, oh, that's just so Dax. Like, you know. Yeah. It could have just been us applying it to it. Yeah. Sure. But I mean, personally, speaking from that personal experience, I think it's like comforting to think that Dax was like influencing him yeah. to do the same things he did, you know? Absolutely. So I can definitely sympathize with people who have found themselves in that situation, have basically gone through it and said the same things. Yeah. You know, it makes a lot of sense. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't either. But um, we're going to get into the Pollock twins on the next episode and we're going to tell their story. Yeah. And, and some others. And some others, it sounds like. Mm hmm. As long as uh, your voice holds up over there. I know. I My voice is super deep right now, so I apologize to everybody listening. Sounds like two dudes just doing a podcast. What's up, bro? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Weekly Lab at gmail.com is how to get a hold of us. Send us an email. We'll get you a QSL card if you're listening on a shortwave. <laughs>